0: Hello, and welcome into the KE Report. Chad and Corey here, getting an update from EMX Royalty Corp. Traded on the TSXV under the ticker EMX, and on the NYSE under the same ticker EMX. We are speaking with CEO David Cole. And Dave, it's always great getting you on the show just to get an update on EMX. For those listening in, maybe hearing about the company for the first time, I'm just going to open it up to you broadly, Dave, just to talk about the value proposition of a royalty company but also, what distinguishes EMX royalty from the other royalty companies in the space, and how you generate profits, look for opportunities, and look for discovery optionality?
1: Those are all great words, great introduction, Chad. Thank you for having me on. Uh, you know, royalties are phenomenal financial instruments with immense embedded optionality, and and what we mean by that is that you know, royalties typically are cut off the gross revenues coming into a miner uh, when they're in their production status. So we're exposed to commodity price upside without increasing costs of operation upside. We're exposed to discovery upside, which is one of the biggest aspects of optionality that we love about royalties. And so it behooves us to be exposed to an ever larger portfolio of royalties on mining projects around the world. And that's what EMX does. We're focused in the metal space, copper, gold, lead, zinc, silver, cobalt, nickel, platinum group elements. Most of our top line revenue is from copper and gold with solid contributions from molybdenum, lead, zinc, and silver. And um, we have built this portfolio, as you alluded, Chad, through execution of the royalty generation model and royalty purchasing models. And let me explain those briefly. So in royalty generation, we're the astute geologists that go out and acquire prospective mineral rights through staking of mining claims or acquiring exploration licenses in other countries from governments. And we coalesce data we illustrate prospectiveness and sell those assets onto an industry that's hungry for discovery opportunity in exchange for cash payments, share payments, in-ground work commitments, and always a production royalty at the end of the day. So it's a very inexpensive way to build a royalty portfolio. It's exceptionally astute allocation of capital. Whilst we're doing that process, and we have those smart economic geologists around the world, we're also looking for royalties to purchase to augment that portfolio. And there's some key royalties within the portfolio that we have purchased and just contributing to the overall composition of our pyramid with the production royalties at the top of the pyramid, early stage royalties at the base of that pyramid, all of which are providing that aspect of discovery optionality within that portfolio.
2: So, David, I always find it interesting to talk to royalty companies and a company like EMX that's a royalty company and a prospect generator, because you really have your finger on the pulse in terms of what other companies are looking for in the resource sector, and your cash flowing too, which always sets royalty companies apart. Have you noticed more interest in any of your projects in terms of different resource types? We have a couple recent deals that the company has undertaken, but broadly, where are you seeing interest from exploration companies?
1: Yeah, and on that list of folks that are interested in our projects, I would divide that into two groups. There's junior companies, many of which can be quite aggressive with a lot of drill dollars going into the ground, that's great, and also major companies such as BHP, Rio Tinto. We work with some of the largest mining companies in the world, Newmont Mining Corporation, Barrick uh, as examples. And your question is actually quite interesting. Does their appetite ebb and flow with capital markets and does it ebb and flow with an outlook on the macroeconomic environment of metal pricing and metal consumption into the future? And the answer of course is yes. And Generally speaking, big picture, I would say gold's always popular. It it can become more popular at any given point in time or less popular, but everybody always loves to be exposed to gold, or most people do. And copper has increased in popularity throughout my career. And uh, most people have a long-term bullish view on copper. The conservative macro mineral economists believe that the world will consume as much copper in the forthcoming 22 years as has been produced and consumed throughout all of human history which is a phenomenal statistic when you think about it. So, you know, there's there's a big push for the major companies and junior companies to get long copper and to be exposed to copper systems that have huge discovery optionality. And it's these copper royalties on big copper systems that can be transformative to the valuation of a royalty company.
0: Well, Dave, just on that note, I think this is a good spot to talk about some of the big copper royalties you have in place. I think one of the nice things about EMX as far as how it's positioned in the marketplace is you're really more of a diversified royalty company. As you mentioned, you have a number of different metals with exposure. Of course, the precious metal side too, but with copper, you have two big assets, the Casarones royalty and the t royalty. Maybe just speak to those as two cornerstone generational assets for the company.
1: That's exactly what they are. Those are cornerstone generational assets. And, um, Really happy that we're in the situation where we have those assets in the portfolio providing us that cash flow. And they're great examples of these mega copper systems. In both cases, they're what we call porphyry copper systems. That's a geological term for the style of mineralization. And these are big metal systems that provide the globe with an immense amount of metal for electrification and use in all the different things that we use copper for, with nice byproduct molybdenum, um, which is also a strategic element from the Casaroni's operation and byproduct gold, which everybody loves from the operation in Serbia at Timok Magmatic Complex. So we're very fortunate to have those two as cornerstones of our portfolio. They're both cash flowing very nicely with top line revenues coming from Caserones at our current royalty rate, approaching $10 million per year pre-tax from copper and molybdenum in South America. Very astute operator there, Lundin Mining Corporation. They've identified 11 exploration targets to expand resources in addition to the fact that the mineral system is open-ended at depth. So we see good long-term discovery optionality, but we also see the opportunity as per their communication to their shareholders that they intend to increase the production rate from that operation as well. Uh, Lundin is, is well known to be a quite astute miner. So we're delighted to have them as a counterparty and delighted to be exposed to that big system. And then moving on to Zijin in Serbia, this is a company that's demonstrated they know how to get metal out of the ground, unlike many Western companies that can't meet their cost profiles and their timelines that they tell the market. Zijin has a has a history of uh, coming in below budget and ahead on schedule, and that's great for the royalty holder. It means that metal is getting out of the ground. And Zijin announced an additional 3.8 billion dollar capital expenditure to develop the large porphyry lower zone system at uh, TMUC. This is immensely long-term valuable to EMX Royalty Corporation. That one right now is is, uh, top lining to us uh, on an annualized basis, just under $4 million per year. That's while they're mining the upper high-grade zone. There are now two upper high-grade zones, a great example of discovery optionality. And that's illustrated on their website. They have published that information. They have a really cool drill hole database That circles and enables you to see the mineralization there in in 3D. I suggest you go on the website and check that out, guys. And uh, you can see that the lower zone is just entirely open-ended at depth, where it's the highest grade and thickest portion. This is a key cornerstone asset, delighted to be exposed to that. Our royalty on the heart of that system is 0.3625%. But then we do have a second royalty, And that system does plunge to the West, i.e. it's it's dipping or moving downward towards the West as they drill it to its greatest depths. And it crosses over the boundary onto a royalty where we have 1% royalty on all metals except for gold and silver, where we have a 2% royalty. And when that happens and when production happens from that side of the line, that'll blow up the value of this royalty. Great, great asset to have in the portfolio.
2: Let's also talk capital management because a couple news releases we can touch on here. Tail end of last year, December 19th, the company announced a repayment of $10 million U.S. of the Sprott Credit Facility. And on February 7th, you also announced the start of a normal course issuer bid where you can buy back up to 5 million shares, about four and a half percent of the outstanding shares. So we don't have the recent quarterly financials, but the company is cash flowing here. Give us some more insights on the balance here of using money now to repay debt or buy back shares uh, instead of maybe going out there and using that to buy more royalties.
1: Yeah, that's an excellent question. And one that I spent quite a bit of time contemplating and discussing with our large shareholders and our board of directors. And my viewpoint on this is that Given the fact that our stock price is quite low relative to our net asset value, the best investment we can make is to buy back shares at this point in time. So the market has provided us with an opportunity to buy $5 bills for $1.50, would be my viewpoint on that. And we're happy to do that. That's entirely accretive to the EMX shareholder. And in the past, you probably heard me say that we intended to put on a dividend after we became distinctly positive cash flow, which we are. We are putting that dividend on hold and using those monies to buy back shares. We believe that's more financially astute and more tax advantaged to the shareholders. So that is our plan. That will be done incrementally over time. And National Bank is the bank that will be working with us uh, in regards to that process. I'm quite proud that we have that in place. I'm proud that the uh, employees, that the board of directors was quite supportive of that, as they all agree that uh, buying our shares is one of the best things that we can do With respect to increasing our exposure to these assets. So then moving on to the second question about the debt. So years ago, a couple of years ago, we owed a total of $52 million in uh, notes to a couple of different organizations following the purchase of some key assets to increase the scale of VMX Royalty Corporation and to increase the cash flow of VMX Royalty Corporation. Those purchases have turned out to be very good, solid purchases that are producing those cash flows And we've utilized that money to now pay the down the debt in total to just under $35 USD. That currently is at a fixed coupon rate of 7%. But I do expect that to get adjusted between now and year end. And I do expect that we will restructure that debt and pay it down further um, this year. I have the cash availability to incrementally pay down that debt over time in addition to buy back a few shares. I believe both are astute.
0: Dave, I appreciate you breaking down both sides of the equation there, paying down the debt and also buying back the shares. But you still found some money to go out and do some deals, Dave. So let's also talk about that. You just announced on January the 30th that EMX has acquired a royalty on the Musi RV Gold Discovery in Finland. This is operated by Firefox Gold. Currently, you got it from a private company. But I wanted to also to take an opportunity, Dave, to talk about the positioning you hold in Finoscandia a pretty impressive jurisdiction that, the, that you have always operated in and have a substantial land holding
1: in. So this is a great example of what we do and, and why that is different than most royalty companies. So because we execute royalty generation, we have these smart, business-savvy economic geologists operating in the mineral belts around the world. And In this case, you're highlighting Phenoscandia. We're the largest individual mineral rights holder of any company in Phanoscandia, including all of our royalty positions, um, as a side note, and that shows our footprint, that shows how active we are in understanding the geology, and that our exposure there is to a myriad of different geological environments, Uh, those that are conducive to gold mineralization, those that are conducive to copper uh, uh, mineralization, those that are conducive to polymetallic volcanogenic massive sulfide systems. I could go on not to get too technical about it, and it's thanks to having those smart geos in the field that occasionally we come across royalties to purchase. And we consider that to be integral to the royalty generation process. Not only are we acquiring prospective mineral rights to sell and keep royalties, we're also identifying royalties to purchase. And this recent example is an excellent example of exactly that, where we're able to buy a royalty on an emerging discovery of very high-grade gold mineralization for a, a very modest uh, sum of money. And Hats off to my team for having identified that. Once we found out about it, we executed that deal very quickly. We're proud to have that. It's just a good example of bread and butter type of deal flow that we do here at EMX.
2: One other deal that we should quickly touch on, January 3rd, a couple polymetallic projects in Norway that you have optioned to Lumera energy. This is a private Australian company. There's a lot of stage payments in this deal, especially when Lumera goes public with an IPO. Initially, EMX gets $50,000 Australian. Can you take us through these payments that would come in, though, when that company does go through its IPO, please?
1: So this is a common type of deal structure that we do with companies that are incipient public companies that are building a company around assets of which we have sold them. So we commonly would build a strong asset base in the field first, coalesce those geological data, find a company such as these folks that are backed by solid capital that want to invest in that property to advance the discovery potential of this polymetallic system. We sell that to them. And then it has stage gate payments tied to advancements. So as the company is successful and they move it forward, we get different types of cash payments and share payments. And then ultimately, in the long term, when there's success and the project goes into production, we have our production royalty. And this is right down the core, right down the fairway of what EMX royalty does within the generative space.
0: Well, Dave, we've covered a lot here today, but I'd love you to, just to wrap us up with any other key catalysts you see on the horizon, uh, any other things you want to mention for investors as key takeaways about EMX royalty.
1: Well, one thing I'll say for sure we're all aware, those of us that are seasoned mining professionals, that this is a distinctly cyclical capital market. And we're in one of those cycles right now. And it's easy for investors to get scared off of their positions. I talk to them occasionally on the phone. Dave, share price is going down, there must be something wrong. No, actually we're in the best position we've ever been in. And um, if you go back and look at the long-term indices for this sector and our stock price as an example of that, you see these wild cycles. And the key for the individual investor is to utilize those cycles to your advantage rather than be utilized by those cycles and buy in these downturns. We're in a position today where babies are being thrown out with bathwater and there's a chance to buy solid companies at very reasonable prices. And years from now, I'd be delighted.
0: All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there, Dave. Always great getting an update on EMX royalty. For those that want to follow along with the company news, please click on the link below this interview. It takes you over to the company website to the news section. And Dave, keep us posted as more news hits the wires, and we'll get you back on for an update. And always looking forward to our next conversation.
1: Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Chad.